Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it's a 12 questions version of the podcast with Casey Kane of Levine Family Racing. Just like last week when I thought the race winner was going to be on the podcast because Eric Almarola was doing so well at Chicagoland before he faded late, I thought that Casey Kane was going to win the uh, Daytona race the other night, and then he'd be on the podcast this week. Uh, just coincidentally for the 12 questions. Didn't turn out that way, but he still had a good run. Anyway, this is the eighth time out of a possible nine that uh, Casey Kane has done the 12 questions, so I appreciate him always being willing to do those. I really thought we had done one every year, but for some reason there wasn't one in 2012, his first year at Hendrick. I'm not sure what uh, what happened there that year. can't remember the circumstances, but anyway, he's always nice about saying yes to them, so I appreciate that. Let's jump right into how he answered this year's version of the 12 questions. All right, everybody. I'm here with Casey Kane. And Casey, the first question is, how often do you have dreams about racing? Uh, That's interesting. I actually never really do about driving the car. I feel like my dreams, when I do have them, it's like I'm going to miss the race or miss qualifying or miss practice. Like I can't get my seatbelts but buckled they're too short and i can't get them like just that last little bit or i can't for whatever reason i can't get my like my glove on like just weird stuff but you can't figure out how to do it and uh i don't know you can't find your helmet and you're seeing that you know you can't find it so things like that i don't know why but that's kind of always been my dreams about racing oh god that would freak me out just like trying to <laughs> think about get your glove on over and over and like the cars are starting and yeah. they're like pulling oh yeah yeah I, and I, then it's like the race is starting in the dream and you can't do it because you can't get your glove on yeah but that's really not how it goes i mean you got right. tons of time when the <laughs> before the race starts but yeah that's how it always feels okay uh casey if you get into someone during a race whether it's intentional or not does it matter if you apologize i think it always does i feel like you might as well get on the same page and you know talk about it whether it's um usually probably not the best idea right after it happens sometimes it is if it's not intentional and you pretty sure they understand that too then that's a good time just because then it's over with um but i think the sooner the better no later than monday if it's a sunday show and just try to get it figured out you know and and talk about it and then you can move on and you know if there's going to be if that person is still mad at you or if it made sense the way you explained it or yeah, you did them wrong and they probably might eventually get you back, <laughs> <laughs> but at least, you know, and at least they know where you were coming from also. I think it's good to get it out there. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what is the biggest compliment someone could give you? Uh, I always, I don't know. I always like a compliment about a couple things. Um, being a good person treating people with respect treating people the way you want to be treated the way i want to be treated and when somebody compliments me on something like that i feel good about that also anytime i get a compliment about tanner my son just uh no matter what it is like you're a good dad you have a great boy like you know just anything to do with him that is a compliment for him or for myself makes me feel good i love that yeah that's awesome Okay, so NASCAR comes to you and they're like, Casey, we have this celebrity coming to the track. We'd really love if you hosted this person, took him around for the day or whatever before the race. Um, who's a celebrity you'd be really excited about hosting? Um, I just, 
I think Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, to get him to the track, um, well, for one, he's my favorite quarterback. So, you know, just over the years, he's so clutch and, like, so perfect when when you have to be perfect in those uh, in those situations so I, I just have always thought that about him and to be able to have someone like that at the racetrack and show them around to me is would be unbelievable no matter what I got to show them you know like about the cars or around the racetrack uh, just different things that NASCAR has going on throughout a weekend uh, I think that'd be pretty awesome yeah for sure so in an effort to show this is a health-conscious sport, NASCAR decides to offer the number one pit stall selection for an upcoming race to the first driver willing to go vegan for one month. Would you do it? No, I no. wouldn't. <laughs> you like your meat and cheese too much? Yeah, for sure. And uh, there's other stalls that can be maybe not quite as good at times, but y- you can still do really well in other stalls and, and still eat the way you like eating. Okay. <laughs> or the way I like eating. That makes sense. Uh, okay. Oh, now it's time for the random race challenge. So I've picked one race from your career, and you have to tell me where you finished. Okay, hold on a second. It's in my pocket. <laughs> okay. This is the 2011 Darlington Cup race. I went back a little ways for this one. 2011 Darlington Cup race. I was in the Red Bull 4. Yep. Um, we were super fast early in the race. And I hit the wall. Um, I might have even been leading. If I wasn't leading, I was like running second. I feel like Carl Edwards was up in the mix, and but we were running up front um, and had a really good car. And I hit the wall and ruined our chances of winning. Uh, we got the big Darlington stripe, and I feel like we finished fourth, but um, without the damage, we would have had a much better shot. Wow. That's amazing. Yes, you did Is finish right? fourth. Yes, you led like 120-something <laughs> laps. That was the race that Regan Smith won. Are you always that good at remembering races, or does that one just stick out or something? Uh, that year sticks out. A lot of things that went on in 11 stick out. It was one of my favorite years in cup racing for, I guess, a lot of different reasons. But um, And most races at Darlington stick out. as a track that I've always been on the top of my list to win at, and I have a bunch of poles there and i've came close a bunch of different times but wow. never been able to pull it off so i remember those races really well yeah if I'm you would ask me something else i probably wouldn't know okay <laughs> i'm super impressed at that one though um who is the best rapper alive uh best rapper your eyes popped at that one i feel like <laughs> are you not I don't super into rap i actually like rap okay. but i don't really know who's actually who's usually singing <laughs> So, it's one of those things you hear the song rapping, and you're like, okay, yeah. You're, you like yeah. the song, but you're like, I don't know who this is. Right, and I and then I actually just heard a song recently that I was like, dang, that's actually really good. That guy's good at that, you know, but I don't <laughs> have no clue who it was. So <laughs> That's fair. When I was younger, Eminem was my favorite, and he he's a rapper. Yep. But I was, that was a long time ago. I'm not sure anymore what how much uh, new music he has or anything. He's put out some stuff, but it's not, like, amazing. But not, like, yeah. the old stuff. The was. old stuff was, yeah. I, rem- I just always liked, I liked that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Casey, who has the most punchable face in NASCAR? Punchable face? I, I mean, I think about, uh, I don't know. It's just about, like, a, like someone up, up top. 
calling the race. Uh-huh. Because, you know, um, there's so much relying on their calls. And so many of them are the right calls and good calls. And even the ones that I wouldn't think are right sometimes could be right. But sometimes I just can't believe certain calls. And you just, like, to me, it just irritates me so bad. Like when you watch it back? No, when I'm actually in the car. Oh, and I may oh. not have all the information at the time. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm like, I can get as mad about some of that stuff as I can about a lot of things, yeah. Like, are, are you talking about like a spotter clears somebody or something and you're like, I can't believe that? Like, I'm confused. I'm talking about like a uh, David Hoots. Oh, those kind of calls. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I got you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. I don't know why just, I was thinking spotters. So it comes from, yeah, I explained it wrong, but. Um. Yeah, so it just comes from the call, and then because of that, like that person, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Whoever yeah. makes that call, you're like, dude, <laughs> like that is not a caution. Okay, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um. So NASCAR enlists three famous Americans to be part of your race team for one race as part of the big publicity push that they're doing. So they're going to bring LeBron James, Taylor Swift, and Tom Hanks to the track. You have to pick one to be your spotter, one to be your motorhome driver, and one to be your crew chief for one race. So who do you pick for which role between LeBron, Taylor Swift, and Tom Hanks? So I think uh, Tom Hanks is my crew chief because I feel like he would just be really in-depth and um, just really figure it out and tune it up, uh, call a great race. Like He'd have all the information. He'd, he'd do all <laughs> the research. Um, so Tom's the crew chief. LeBron's the spotter because he's going to just motiv- motivate me, right? He's yeah. A, I mean, he'll just motivate the whole race. I don't even like to be motivated, but if LeBron James was trying to motivate me, I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> it'd fire you up. Um, yeah, so LeBron's motivating, and he's the spotter and helping me win the race. And uh, Taylor Swift's driving my motorhome. Okay, hang out with her a little bit. Yeah. Okay. What is the best, or what is the key to finding the best pre-race bathroom? Pre-race, uh, actually, probably key is your. Uh, uh, interior guy oh okay. like your interior guy because um if they usually have walked the area so a lot of times i'll just ask him and he'll know where the closest bathroom is because he knows i need one right before we go oh yeah um yeah so key is the uh, is the interior guy okay uh so nascar decides it misses the highlight real value brought by carl edwards backflips and they want somebody to replace him how much money would they have to pay you to backflip off your car after your next win a lot of money <laughs> a ton of money and i i mean i would definitely break my neck on the backflip like there's no way i could complete it so okay i would need a lot of money to even to like even retirement att- money. to attempt it yes <laughs> okay nascar money yeah a lot of money <laughs> all right so as i uh, mentioned before we started this the the last um interview i did was with um eric almirola and he has a question about tanner so um, he says, what is your favorite way to spend a day with Tanner from start to finish? What would you do in a day that uh, you would both have a great time? Good question. Um, we have those days, so that's actually pretty easy. But I think it just, to me, it has a lot to do with doing things mm-hmm. and moving. Um, he, he really likes going to the race shop. Um, we have kind of our routine so like that's 
he has his people that he really likes, you know, and at the race shop he has Ro and my sister and Lisa and the guys in the shop working on the cars. So he, you know, if we could hit that for an hour in the morning, basically get up, we have breakfast, we watched a little bit of, a little bit of Paw Patrol, go to the race shop for an hour, I get a good workout in, he gets to play with uh, everybody there, and then from there it's uh, pool time. Water, outside, swings, um, slides, um, yeah, just, just kind of more than anything, just running around playing and enjoying the time and and i don't mind that either i like relaxing so to let him go uh, do his thing and me get to relax and just keep my eye on him is is a nice uh nice afternoon so he loves being active yeah for sure that's cool um so the next interview i'm doing is with denny hamlin do you have a question that i might be able to ask denny how much time a week does he does he actually put into the hoop group and golf guys during those seasons yeah because i know he is has all kinds of stuff going on to make those things go um so how much actual time is he putting into that because i feel like it's a lot it seems like it would be like they have like social media accounts they have like all sorts of like professional trophies and stuff they have trophies they have uh they have dinner outings they have you know the the full-on tournaments they have the same with the hoop group they have uh I feel like they have gambling, <laughs> like just yeah. all types of things are wrapped around um, those two groups. So yeah, and I think Denny's behind all of it. So he yeah. has to be putting in some serious hours. Yeah, for sure. Well, Casey, thank you for doing this. As as always, I really appreciate it. All right, thanks, man. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Appreciate Casey Kane taking the time to do that. Sorry, I misunderstood what he was saying there about the. Uh, punchable face question i thought he was talking about spotters for some reason when he said the calls from up top i i I mean calls from up top would be nascar which is what he meant i just for some reason was thinking spotters so i sort of botched that question didn't know what he's talking about but uh he gave a good answer anyway there speaking of good answers a good answer to anything that you need to order online would be of course from amazon.com do you like that transition uh and if you do your shopping there on amazon.com please start with the link jeffgluck.com slash Amazon. What happens is you type that link into your browser. It redirects you right to the Amazon homepage, except it puts a tracking code in the link. And then I get credit for your purchase at no cost to you, but it benefits my website. And then I can use the credit for things like household items and coming up soon diapers. So that's going to be my diaper money. So if you want to order your next Amazon purchase by going to jeffgluck.com slash Amazon, I would really appreciate it. Coming up on the next episode of the podcast, it's going to be a How I Got Here with a crew member from GMS Racing named Bronson Butcher. Bronson grew up in Australia racing go-karts and was on the V8 supercar track but ended up over in the United States and is still trying to make it as a driver, but he's also a crewman at GMS Racing on uh, Spencer Gallagher's Xfinity Series team. So I'll get to talk to him about his journey over to the States and what that was like to leave home. Hopefully another interesting story that you guys find valuable. And then this weekend, I won't be at Kentucky. I'll be in Brooklyn, not Brooklyn, Michigan, where Michigan International Speedway is, but Brooklyn, New York for the Formula E races. They have two races, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. And I will watch the Kentucky race, of course, but I'm not sure exactly what the podcast plans are going to be. I need to 
get to New York first and see what the setup is there or if I'll be able to podcast from the track. I really don't know anything about Formula E, so um, I don't even know if I should do a podcast about that or just stick to NASCAR or anything. But anyway, we'll figure that out in the week to come. But for now, thanks as always for listening. Talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.